When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, listener. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast. We're offering $10 off the annual subscription price. That means that you can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for 10 dollars off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's hailvarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. And now, and now back to Hail Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. It's Hail Varsity Radio. We are presented by Currency. All sorts of great suggestions in the stream yard. You can chime in as well there. On the stream, it's uh, ESPN Lincoln Facebook or ESPN Lincoln Twitter. The Hale Varsity Radio Twitter at HVarsity Radio. Brennan making his trip in. He comes bearing gifts and uh, <laughs> uh, meat and whiskey is suggested. We've had uh, we've had requests in lieu of the, uh, the the picture of that that volume being cranked all the way by Michael J. Fox beginning of Back to the Future, the the volume level for Mickey, Mickey, Mickey. Uh, it's either Power of Love or Johnny Be Good. We say hi to Brandon Vogel. Vogues, if you had to, to, to pick a song here, are you going with Power of Love or, or the Johnny Be Good uh, uh, rendition by Michael J. Fox from that movie? I, I'm probably I'm, power power of love. Big Huey never Lewis been, guy. Yeah, never been the biggest biggest Johnny Be Good fan. So by default, I think I gotta go with Power of Love. Okay, Vogues is in his football office at Brandon L Vogel on Twitter. Vogues, we will dive into football in a minute. Reaction last night to Nebraska Wisconsin volleyball. I stayed up too late watching it. I thought the second set comeback was incredible. Guts, lots of guts, but. Do you think Nebraska played tight, or was it just? And Cook said this earlier this week that you know he wasn't treating it as end all be all. I mean, they'll see Wisconsin again at least once. Yeah, they will. Um, I was pretty shocked by by the result, um, especially so last night. There's you know not a lot in football that that shocks me anymore. It's kind of like yeah, I see how this could go this way, and you know things get a little bit weird. The last night shocked me. It, it, it shocked me as much as 70 to 31 in the 2012 Big Ten Championship game. Like, that's seriously where my, that. my head was at. Um, <laughs> and you knew, you know, I was chatting with Jacob uh, Padilla, our volleyball beat writer, after that second set. And you're just like, man, you expend that much energy and you still come out of it down 2 0. It was just, it felt like that was the match there. So, hat tip to Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> served really, really well. I thought that was going to be, I mean, that's, that's big in any match, but I thought it was going to be the key when you get two teams as good as these two together. And 
credit credit to the Badgers. They uh, kind of fought through the, the week that was for them and put together a really good performance. Just felt to me like Nebraska was feeling the pressure from from their passing to a lot of overhits. It just felt like <clears throat> they were they were feeling the pressure and pressing. Whereas Wisconsin was out there playing loose and free. Yeah, I think I think that's accurate. Um, and you know, maybe it's a little bit easier to do that at home. You know. This is what we've seen. Nebraska remains really, really good. We're all aware of that. Um, and you get to these handful of matches where you've got a team that's really your equal. And that's been the case for the past couple of seasons. Um, you know, sometimes it can struggle to put the ball away against those teams. You know, you, you miss somebody like, and I mean, this has been a while now, but uh, Michaela Fecky, where it's just like, go to her and, and she'll she'll make something happen. It's It's kind of ironic, I guess, like, these teams get to this point by building good teams. Um, and then once you get to that high of a level, uh, then a lot of times, this is case in football too, when you get to the playoff, it comes down to individual matchups. Your great player maybe winning two or three more plays against the, the great player they're matched up against. Brandon Vogel with us on Hale Varsity, ch- checking in on Nebraska volleyball. Do you worry about a hangover this weekend? For volleyball. I think I, I would expect Nebraska to come out and play pretty well. Um, you know, getting getting back at home. Maryland's a an athletic team. It's it's got a really big block, so so that'll be good. I think for a group of Nebraska hitters that kind of didn't have a ton of opportunities, but struggled to put away the opportunities they have. Maryland can challenge you in that regard. So um, I think that'll be good. But I, I think Nebraska. I do expect them to bounce back. And like Coach Cook said last night, you know the rest of the season is now determined by how you bounce back. So they'll have, they'll have plenty of motivation there. Brandon Vogel's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Vogel, let's switch gears here. Talk some football as uh, the Illini come into town 2.30, and then it's going to be followed up by that volleyball match, which, which will be a fun stack for, uh, for Husker fans out there. But when you look at this, this Illinois team, the, the topic of the week for the most part, has been real or fake, this Illini team. Yes, they, they've taken care of all the challenges in front of them, but you can also look that, at that strength of schedule and understand, you know what, they haven't had the, the toughest road to get here to get to that number 17 in the country rank. So what is your take on this Illini team? Pretty real. Um, I'm, I'm super impressed with them, and I did not see this season coming for, for Illinois. You know, they had some really nice players back on both sides and secondary D-line and running back in particular. But they, their O-line, you know, they were turning over really four positions there. Uh, they've got two junior college starters, and you don't know, you know, how those things are going to work out, but they've worked out to pretty much the best degree for them. One of the things that I look at each week for for all of the Big Ten teams is post-game win probability, which says, okay, you have these stats. Now, how, how often do you win? Illinois was at 0.9 against Indiana, meaning that 90% of the time a team with Illinois stats wins that one. And these other ones, there's nothing fluky about it. Like their lowest post-game win probability is 70%. So they haven't just won. It hasn't been fluky. Like they've taken care of business, really controlled the clock, and they're, they're giving up nine points a game. When it comes to this uh, audition, this uh, moment is is big. You, you have a home game, you have a ranked team, you have a team that's uber physical, and you've shown to be able to motivate and get your kids to play at a high level. Uh, and Mickey and, and the crew are going to keep coaching them up. You know, how 
how important is is Saturday in this big picture for Mickey, considering they are underdogged? Um, and, and I'm just saying in reference to Trev and consideration. I mean, is it just one of five, or is it got a little more weight because it is a ranked squad that's leading the West? Um, I think it's got a little bit more weight. For me personally, it, it has a, a good deal of weight because, you know, I said earlier, there's not much that surprises me in football games. Like they can get wacky in a hurry, and that, that happens multiple times a week across the country. But matchup-wise, this one strikes me as pretty tough for Nebraska, just with Illinois' ability to run the ball. You know, Nebraska struggles to stop the run. Uh, that defense is keeps teams off schedule as well as any defense in the country. And it gives up relatively more big plays, but they're still average to about better than average in the explosive plays department. Like, their strengths seem to hit Nebraska's weaknesses Nebraska's strength, primarily the big play passing offense, hits a good D-line and a good secondary. So I, I look at this as a tough one for Nebraska. If they find a way to hang in it and it's going to be – I mean, the only way they do that is through, I think, effort and good tackling, good technique. If they if they find a way to do that, that says a lot to me, uh, regardless of the name of the opponent or their ranking. Does Nebraska – take a page out of indiana uh with how they chopped wood they didn't run the football at all they abandoned the run in the first half (laughs) (laughs) they just said white flag time fellas but they they threw it around and you know nebraska has some dudes i mean nebraska's gonna have to run the football better than indiana did illinois is a different team but do you do you try and take your shots that way i just i don't know how i feel with with Whipple's reaction to to matching physicality, I guess this week the, the tone of <laughs> yeah, that answer. A, it, yeah, it's a big ask, I think, um, based on what we've seen from from both teams. Indiana threw the ball fifty one times in that game, sacked once, so technically it was fifty two attempts. But um, I mean, that's that's what Indiana has to do. We saw when they came into Lincoln a couple of weeks ago; like they're just not not able to run the ball. So Nebraska at least, you know, has shown the ability to run the ball better than that. That said, the passing games at Indiana and and Nebraska to this point have been a little bit different. And it's been the thing I've been wondering for the past couple of weeks with the Husker offense is that run game has struggled. You know, do you get a little bit quicker and shorter and more horizontal with that passing game to try and create some room, not just for those long plays, which we know they're going to take their shots, uh, but also create some room for the run game. So, so we'll see. I'd be surprised to see Nebraska go that pass heavy. But Indiana, you know, even though in my view it's pretty clear, like Illinois played better and deserved to win that game for whatever that's worth. Uh, it four long passes, I think four passes of about 30 yards or more in that first half. And not a lot of teams have been able to do that against this defense. Brandon, do you like Nebraska's odds better in a, in a shootout or a defensive struggle? And also, just as a follow-up to that, which of those two options do you think is more likely on Saturday? I think a defensive struggle is more likely. I mean, uh, Illinois is leading the country in scoring defense. It's only average. Its offense is only averaging 26, but when you give up nine a game, that's a 17-point edge each time out. I think for Nebraska to to have a shot here, like they're probably going to need to be around 28, 30 points 
and say, let's see if Illinois can score that many. Because this Illinois offense, you know, outside of Chase Brown is is solid, but not spectacular, I guess is the way I would put it. Brandon Vogel is with us from HailVarsity.com and Magazine. Managing editor, his book also with John Cook, Dream Like a Champion. Follow Vogues after you read him with Hail Varsity on, uh, at Brandon L. Vogel. So when we look at Chase Brown and, and his rushing numbers, you know, what's a – I've asked this too during the week. What's a good day for the black shirts against, against Brown? Uh, probably – keep him under 150 like seriously i mean he's i don't know what he's averaging per game he's already over a thousand yards one of two running backs in the country over a thousand yards leads the nation at over 27 carries per game on average so i mean there's not a lot of mystery here they just give it to him and say he's pretty good good luck tackling him and i mean and he gets a ton of yards after contact too which is which is the other thing um so like even if you're sound and everybody's where they're supposed to be like he's a player who's just good enough to say, well, that's that's great, but this case maybe it's not good enough because I'm just going to make a guy miss or break a tackle or whatever it is. So I don't know what his average is yards per game, but I mean he's going to get his yards, he's going to get his carries. So you keep him under 150. It may not look like much when you pull out the box score, but I would consider that a pretty decent day. 150 with minimal 20 yard gains, 20 plus yard yeah. runs. Casey Thompson, about 15 seconds. Is he a rushing threat tomorrow or Saturday, do you think? You'd hope so. Uh, it, it seems to work when they when he does pull the ball down or run it by design. So that's another piece where I'm thinking you're struggling to hand it off. Maybe let's look a little more towards that. Especially with how much Illinois loves their man coverage. That's when quarterback run is so dangerous. And again, everyone go deep. Casey, you just run, man. Yep. Vogues, we'll talk Saturday, but thanks for the time. Thanks a lot, guys. There he is, Brandon Elvogo with us. We'll hear from Mickey coming up.